Creative Lifestyle Planning is proud to sponsor the award-winning Berkshire Football Stories podcast from Football in Berkshire. Creative Lifestyle Planning is a woking and based independent financial planning business who provide affordable, transparent financial planning for clients from all walks of life. Maybe you're saving for a property, planning for retirement, or would just like to save some money in a tax-efficient manner. Drop them a line on 0330-118-0210. That's 0330-118-0210 for a free initial consultation. And let them know Football in Berkshire sent you. Hello and welcome to the Berkshire Football Stories Chat Podcast with me, Rob Davis, Tom Canning. Hello. And Abby Tysus. Hello, hello. We'll be covering all the uh, stories over the last week, looking ahead to what little football we do have remaining and maybe uh, talking over some other topics within the world of Berkshire football. But first, Tom, Abby, how are we doing? How has your week been? It's been all right. Good. Yeah. Tom, we've seen each other twice this week. Too much. Too much, yeah. Well, I was going to be really nice to you just then, but no, I've changed my mind. (laughs) Is this why you've uh, cancelled the Football in Berkshire meet-up for Thursday? Yeah, you've uh, seen um, too much of the group. (laughs) No, genuinely, my my daughter may have chicken pox. Um, Also, a little bit, you're away, Rob, so what's the point? Yeah, Yeah. best people haven't come. What's the point? Yeah, it's been a washout. Yeah, fair point. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. Well, uh, good luck to uh, uh, Barcher's, uh, Football of Barcher's young reporter. Um, <laughs> yeah. I suppose it's best to have it now than later on in life. So. Well, I don't know. Well, we've still got our fingers crossed. We're still not sure if it's if it's Bush-related when she fell over on Saturday. <laughs> oh, dear. All right. But there has been chickenpox reported in her nursery, so it is very much on a knife edge. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, we hope you get the result you're after uh, so do as, I. as this one plays out. You could nicely turn that into unlike Burfield on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing but my job for me. so don't, don't do it. No? Don't well, do one, it. one team who did get the result they wanted this weekend were Hollyport. So <laughs> how about we do it that way? Yes. <laughs> there we go. So uh, Tom's got the book out here. He's uh, looks like he's come prepared to talk about Hollyport, but Hollyport managed to stay. Makes a change. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Hollyport managed to retain their status in the Combined Counties uh, Premier Division North Step Five Football for another season. Uh, they didn't win on the day. They were playing away at uh, Dowsall, who were only confirmed in second place in the division, uh, but results elsewhere going their way, meaning that Hollyport maintain their status, avoid that bottom spot, and uh, are reprieved from relegation uh, due to uh, spaces elsewhere uh, needing to be filled further up the pyramid. So, uh, fantastic achievement. Um, Tom, like you say, you've got the book out there, like you're ready to talk about them. Well, goodness, yeah, yeah. I spoke to Derek this morning. Um, he he was he was very happy. Um, he said it ranked. It, it was very very hard. And I I asked him. It, it was a very very hard day. It was a very very hard season. Um, I said, but where does this achievement rank 
uh, over your career, over your 35-year career, and he said, you know, it's, it's right up there in terms of in terms of what they've achieved. Obviously, no one no one wants to be battling against the drop, but they were realistic when they went into the season to know that survival was the aim. And goodness me, they achieved it. <sighs> but yeah. I think um, I think that the, the general feeling I got from Derek was that the the kind of the fact it took North Greenford a while to score. Um, sort of helped them because it meant they were able to focus on on their own game. They were they went a goal down just before half time, and but they just knew coming out after half time they had to give it a go. Mm. Um, whereas had had um, North Greenford been a goal up or or something like that um, at half time, maybe they would have sat off, and you never know what might have happened. I think so. I think the the fact that the goals came later really seemed to help them and they and obviously they they tried to keep it away from the players and I think largely that succeeded I think once it was 3-0 at North Greenford I think that then suddenly became fairly obvious that it was all going to be okay but um there in in contrast to what possibly Hollyport could have done in terms of just well you know it doesn't really matter now Derek said we actually we we when it was I think when it was 2-0 there we were sort of oh you know what should what should we do should we and they said you know we'll 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 try and we'll try and play we'll really try and play because he said we could have gone for it and try and get try and get a point or uh, but we we thought we'll try and play and we'll see you know they're, they're a little bit free to, to sort of to try and not worry so much about they thought we'll try and play and then when it went to four and he said right we're going to give this a go now. Going to give this a proper go, and um, so they changed the shape a little, um, changed some of the personnel, and, and had a real good go at Southall. So, um, yeah, it, it was it was um, it, it, by all accounts they 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 gave a good good a good account of themselves. Um, he did say it wasn't a game for the supporter. Um, <laughs> it certainly the, the pitch was tough. Um, it was bobbly. It was hard, um, but. You know, they 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 got there in the end, and certainly the the food was very welcome at the end. I saw some pictures of some <laughs> delicious looking grub, uh, post match grub at the end. So that was um, that was good. Yeah, absolutely. So Hollyport eventually losing one 0 to Southall, as we said, but staying up due to uh, North Greenford beating CB Hounslow four 0 in yes. the game with their um, their rivals, their CB Hounslow eventually being relegated. I did. Um, I did just. I also just asked Derek. Sorry, just uh, just remembered this at the end. I did ask Derek about um, what it means to kind of be the manager all season, as opposed to sort of CB Hounslow, who I think we think had five managers this season. Mm-hmm. And he said, he said he's, he he firmly believes that um, if a board make a decision to bring a manager in, you you've got to let them manage for a period of time. Obviously, there are circumstances that happen that mean sometimes that doesn't always happen. Um, but and he's also realistic to know that if you are at the bottom of the league, you you run the risk of of being removed. But ultimately, let the manager manage. You've put that person in charge. Sink or swim, live and die by that decision. And and ultimately, um, you know, it is it, chopping and changing doesn't doesn't really help anyone yeah. um, in the end. So of course, sometimes keep sticking with the same manager doesn't help anyone either. But so I think there there are always there are always reasons to do things, but but ultimately I think we probably all generally agree, and especially at this level, you know there are other circumstances around why a manager does well or doesn't, rather than just it being down to the manager themselves. So, you know, ultimately consistency at Hollyport has won the day. 
Absolutely. A really, really good season for them. And like I say, um, 1 0 against Southall, who were second in the league. I saw them in the uh, game, uh, Hollyport Southall, in the game earlier in the season. And they were really unlucky not to get anything from that game as well. They uh, ended up eventually um, going down 2 1 to um, uh, something like a 99th minute penalty, which was which was really heartbreaking for them. Uh, there was a huge amount of injury time at the end of both halves. I'm not quite sure why. I don't know if the ref has uh, had a slow watch or something like that. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was it was yeah really tough for them. And they've battled all season. I've seen them a few times. And, you know, a really nice bunch of uh, people over at Hollywood. Yeah. So really I, happy for them. I do remember seeing Southall in the first game of the season. They played at Reading City. And I just remember thinking, wow, right this is going to be a hard season for everyone because Southall should have, I think Southall lost the game, they but did, they should yeah. easily have been been 3-0 up within the first 20 minutes. They mm. were they were on it and they were they were really, really good. And I think everyone at Reading City agreed they got away with one that day. Um, but Southall were, were an excellent, excellent team and they've gone on and proved that this season. Yeah, they're an excellent team who um, who didn't actually even win the division because there was a, no. another team who even more excellent, you know. And so, uh, so yeah, a really tough division. There's some really good sides at step five, um, and uh, yeah, for Hollyport to maintain their status there, and for Wokingham and Embrook to do the same. We should mention them as well. They uh, they survived by um, three points, I think it was in the end, uh, three or four points. So. Fair play to both of those sides. Their first season at step five for a while, and managing to maintain it. Really good effort from both the sides. Very good. Um, right, anything more to say on Hollyport before we uh, shuffle on? No, blank faces. Good. Other than, um, yeah, like you say, some great food, which is we've come to expect from Hollyport. So, uh, yeah, their food snaps are also another thing that endears them to me. So, uh, yeah, very keen on them for that. Right, Abby, we'll move over to you. Um uh, complaining about uh, another ready uh, women's uh, result in the chat before this. I mean, it's become commonplace now for you to uh, 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 vent in the chat. So why not we give you your five minutes to uh, vent on uh, on the pod as well? Oh, you're really knew... digging me out today. I don't like this. <laughs> well, I think today, was... you dig me out every week. We all knew it was going to go wrong when Tom said that uh, uh, this week will be the week that uh, Reading finally beat West Ham. Uh, when there's nothing to play for on it. And uh, yeah, your kiss of death there, Tom. Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Tom, I think you've had a kiss of death across the board this week because yeah, the whole great, game, Finch game as well was very similar. We'll talk about that anyway. Um, <clears throat> yeah, just, I don't know, just Reading just didn't seem to get out of first gear for the entire game until the final five minutes of added time when we suddenly realised there was a football game we were playing. <laughs> um yeah, Kelly Chambers was not happy either <laughs> when I spoke to her post match. Um, it, yeah, it was strange. I don't know, maybe because people are a little bit out of position, possibly. So she she decided to push Santa Trollsgaard up to a more forward position, which was interesting. But I, I asked her why she, when I say she, I mean Kelly Chambers, I asked her why she pushed Santa Trollsgaard further up and. She said she's just good, good in and around the goal, and that she likes to get in the box and as well. Like, so she's she's a Denmark international, and that's generally where she plays for them as well. So I guess it's maybe a little bit of experimenting. Although I'd rather we didn't experiment quite so much with three games to go in the season. Maybe maybe save that for the summer friendlies. But I mean, there's a reason she's the manager and I'm not. So <laughs> yeah, um, 
Yeah, I think it was just it was a frustrating game. I think it was. Um, Reading just looked a little bit defensively ropey, really, in general. And um, the other thing that Kelly Chambers mentioned as well is that. So, well, actually, so that we went into the break nil nil, um, which was actually a little bit insulting to West Ham. Really, they had many chances, and uh, Adriana Leon. Um, Definitely should have had a goal herself and she was subbed off eventually without getting the goal. But um, yeah, we went in nil-nil at half-time and Kelly Chambers said that she'd had a most of half-time's chat was about um, <clears throat> being like defensively better, essentially. And in the 46th minute, West Ham scored. So that, that half-time chat did, did not go to plan, clearly. Um, and I think Reading were in it for a little bit, definitely, because it stayed 1-0 for a while. But then um, there was a delicious goal from Hasawega, I think it is, um, where she, yeah, she just ran ran ragged around the, the defence, essentially danced danced in around all of them and then slotted one very nicely into the back of the net. Um, yeah, like I said, it, it, the, the final sort of five to seven minutes was Reddick's best game, really, and that was extra time um, or like the added minutes. Um a positive we can take from it is that Faye Bryson got her first goal for Reading um, and it was a nice goal as well. So, but yeah, if we could have had that possibly 45 minutes before that, that would have been, that would have been great. Um, so yeah, I think we'll just, we'll, we'll take the positive Faye Bryson got, got a cons- like a consolation goal. She, she ruined the clean sheet. Cause I did hear at some point someone in West Ham, I think it was someone from the bench or something shouted like go for the clean sheet. So actually it's quite satisfying. That we did, <laughs> but yeah, there's few things we can take from that game. So mm-hmm. um, yes, two games to go for the rest of the season will be interesting. One potentially easier and one potentially tougher. Um, would you say out of the two remaining? I mean, uh, I'm not saying jinx it. But, no, yeah. yeah, I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Reading are the kind of team that will beat Man City and lose to Leicester, aren't they, really? So that's the... No, Tom, I'm not accepting that from you because you were like, oh, they'll go on to beat Chelsea and Arsenal and then lose to Aston Villa and that's quite the opposite of what happened. So (laughs) I refuse to commit to anything at this point. (laughs) So, yeah. But actually, one good thing that we can definitely discuss is when I spoke to Kelly Chambers in the pre-match conference um she did mention i asked about contracts and she mentioned that actually we're expecting to see most of the squads um at reading next season as well which is really important for them because the last two seasons i have written very similar pieces for football in berkshire i've talked about the exodus of players because we've just had a huge clear out in the last two seasons and obviously that big turnover of players like makes a real impact and has uh, a real difference. So the fact that we've got the same team going into next season is really important because it, it like it, the the team is great. It's full of lot of people who have played for England. Like we've got thirteen internationals in the side, and stuff like that. so so it's not it's not a bad team, especially. Um, but I think yeah, it's just about. I think this summer will be a real opportunity for them to gel together as a team, really. And yeah, it's going to be an interesting season next season, I think. Uh, so yeah. there'll be lots to watch. Yeah, I heard Kelly Chambers talk in the week about and saying a, a lot of what you're just saying there in terms of uh, the work they've done this year should hopefully bear fruits in the next in the coming seasons, basically. And uh, yeah. having uh, Reading 
normally starting from scratch at the beginning of a season, if you will, because they've had just so many such a big turnover in players. Hopefully, it won't be the case so much uh, going into next season. I know it doesn't really uh, help people this season, and uh, it looks like Reading are going to finish, you know, mid-table, maybe even uh, lower mid-table. Um, but but having a more consistent squad has got to be a positive going forward and, you know, at least identifying some players you want to build your squad around and managing to keep them and, and uh, uh, bring in maybe one or two others to uh, um, complement them. It's got to be a good thing. Yeah, without a doubt. <clears throat> Absolutely. So hopefully we can see some um, good things from Reading next season. And uh, yeah, you won't have to, Go so ranty on the uh, uh, the WhatsApp group before each uh, podcast. <laughs> no, just, in, just in general would be nice. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Dear, oh I'm not actually that ranty, really. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm saying nothing. Anyway, we're moving on to. Where should we move on? We'll move on to the steps. Uh, step six. We'll look at the promotion fa- race first, and then look at the relegation race. Because uh, in the combined counties, Div One, Wallingford have not only confirmed a playoff place, but they've also confirmed confirmed a home semi final for uh, their playoff. Now uh, they've got a point at uh, second place Hilltop last night, which was good enough to lift them into third place. Uh, Rainers Lane, uh, the team behind them, have already played um, all their games, so they won't be catching them up. So we already know that uh, Wallingford's opponents in that semi-final will be Rainers Lane, even though Wallingford have one more game to play this weekend at London Lions. Um, a good achievement for Wallingford, a team that's sort of been there or thereabouts for a little while and um, have really managed to this season sort of um, make themselves incredibly hard to beat, which bodes well going forward. Um, even when they don't lose, you can see uh, they've the fewest number of defeats in the whole uh, season, but they've also drawn uh, the more games than any other team as well. So uh, they're up in third, incredibly hard to beat, and a, a very good side this year with a, a lot of positives. You've seen them once or twice, Tom, haven't you? I have indeed, yeah. Um, just strong across the pitch, I thought. Mm. Um, Organised. Um, words like all words like that really um, <laughs> it wasn't to be honest it was before Christmas that was was when I saw them um, a couple of times so but yeah they I suppose they never gave up was the was my main takeaway I think both both or all three games I've seen them in they were behind at various points and they and they came back and, and won the games hmm. I've had quite an incredible April so far they had 10 games to play um at the start of April, and uh, so far they've played nine of them, uh, only lost one and uh, drawn two as well. So six wins, two draws and uh, one defeat so far that's sort of led that um, uh, promotion or playoff charge. Uh, should put a nod on to uh, Barks County as well, who have uh, had 11 games to play at the beginning <laughs> of, the, of the month. So, you know, all those, those cup runs are great when they happen, but perhaps they... Uh, uh, a little bit detrimental towards the end of the season, but um, yeah, some fantastic, uh, some fantastic back-to-back performances as well. Um, and you know, the last few weeks they played uh, Deportivo Galicia at the weekend, winning two-one, um, and Deportivo were uh, in uh, hoping for a playoff uh, place. If they'd won that, they'd have been in the playoff places, um, um, and that was their final game. 
And they played um, Hilltop, who I already mentioned a second. They've beaten them and drawn with them last night, this month, and are playing uh, top uh, top place London Lions this weekend. So it's a really intense and um, uh, high high level uh, uh, games they've had to play, and uh, they've come out on top and they really look very good. I mean, I saw them a couple of weeks ago. They managed to win six four against London Samurai Rovers. Uh, it was a, a quite incredible game, to be honest. Uh, but uh, it was, uh, it was, I th- think it was two all at half time, and within five minutes of the break, um, Ricardo Benjamin had scored a hat trick, uh, a first, a second half hat trick, um, and yeah, a, a game that really got out of hand, sort of in terms <laughs> of in front of the goal. It was fantastic uh, to watch. So. If you are uh, around, and Wallingford have, like we say, one more game away from home uh, this season, but then they have secured a home semi-final, which will be played on Tuesday the 3rd. So get down to Wallingford and support them in their semi-final against Rainers Lane. Uh, Eversley in California, also in hopefully in line for a playoff place. They are have finished their season. They are currently in fifth, which is the final playoff place. But uh, they still have to look out on the results of Kensington and Ealing Borough, who are uh, playing tonight uh, and at the weekend. They have two games left and are six points behind Eversley in California, but also only four goals behind them on goal difference. So a uh, nervous couple of days for Eversley in California, but hopefully they will get the result they uh, need and they'll be in the playoff semifinals at Hilltop next Tuesday. So, uh, yeah, it's a nervous few days there. Um now, Tom, you wanted to talk about the uh, the bottom half of the table. I mean, Chelvy Sports tonight are playing London Lions, um, who are, as we mentioned, top. I think Chelvy really need a win to try and avoid relegation. Uh, but it's sort of an area you wanted to discuss a little bit. Um, Tom, you're on mute. <laughs> oh, that's awkward. Um, yeah, there was a bit I wanted to, to, to talk about because like, I can't say I really know what's going on. And I'm sure there's a few people listening to this who won't know what's going on either. And I think I this is I think unfortunately, no matter how hard the FA try, and whether you think the FA try hard or not, um, that opinion is 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 what it is. Um, I think that they will never quite succeed at step six because there are so many other things at play. Yeah. Um, I don't think you will ever have a season where you officially know. Um, what is what is happening? Because there will always be there. There are yeah. There are there are teams that will fold. There are teams that will um, maybe not complete the season. There are ground grading. There's 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 loads of stuff that will that comes into play that I think probably almost certainly makes it impossible to know. I think it would be good, and I think this might be the case. And you'll correct me if I'm wrong, Rob. I do think they should say that the bottom team gets relegated confirmed no matter what no matter whether there's 10 teams left in the division at the end of the season i think there there always should be some jeopardy yeah um, and you, yeah. you will possibly tell me now that that is the case but um i th- yeah i i think that that it should be known at the start of the season that at least the bottom team will definitely go down um i'm not sure it, it's definitely the case <laughs> <laughs> but certainly um a few te- uh, a couple of divisions where the bottom team is going to be surviving because other teams are resigning from the yeah. uh, division. Um, I don't, uh, and again, 
uh, as you say, um, because it's partly because step uh, promotion from step seven is elective rather yes. than automatic. Uh, it, it does make things a little bit difficult because um, there are 17 uh, step six leagues and um, uh, from which three teams potentially at the beginning of the season could be going down. That makes uh, uh, 51 teams. Now there are 50 step five leagues from, uh, sorry, so step seven leagues from which uh, one team can be promoted at the end of each season. However, uh, however, that um, only depends on whether there's a team in that division that meets the criteria for coming up. So we already know, like at the beginning of the season almost, that in some step seven leagues, there will not be teams coming up. So uh, they, you basically have to have an enclosed ground. You have to meet the ground grading rules. You have to then finish in the top five and be the highest placed uh, uh, team in the top five of your division that meets the ground grading rules in order to come up. And supposedly there's only one team from each step seven division that can go up, as I mentioned, but that has been that has been challenged in the past, essentially. So we know that there's not going to be um, uh, 50 teams coming up, but we also know that this season there's a lot of gaps in the pyramid that need filling. So there's going to be a lot of reprieves at step six level. So as far as anyone can best work out, and the best person I've seen um, making a good fist of this is a guy called Peter Miller, who does uh, all the promotion relegation spreadsheets on Twitter. So the best I could uh, work out on this is his working that essentially he thinks that all the bottom clubs, uh, mo- well, most of the bottom clubs will be going down unless there's a team in the division who's resigning at the end of the season. And then the four worst uh, second bottom clubs across the 17 leagues mm-hmm. in step seven will be going down. And again, this is all <clears throat> best guesses. So uh, it shouldn't be taken as, um, as, as red, if you know what I mean. So um, for, a, uh, for uh, Chelsea Sports to stay up, they will basically need to uh, win tonight against top of the table London Lions. Uh, so a pretty, uh, pretty big task in order to stay up. Um, again, I think teams in the past have um, have challenged the relegation. I'm not quite sure on what grounds, but so we we never know until uh, essentially the the. the the next season's uh, ground uh, t- uh, league allocations turn up, but you think that this will probably be what the case is. So potentially at the beginning of the season, three could go down, but it looks like now it's going to be the bottom one and the four worst placed second bottom teams. Anything to add to that <laughs> very long and uh, boring <laughs> description on exactly what is happening at the bottom of step six with a lot of asterisks next to it? No, but if you could just type that up for later, <laughs> that would be great. Thank you. Yeah, I'll see what I can do on that one. Yeah, the promotion and relegation seems that other, um, other leagues are so much easier to manage because you know, you actually know who's coming up. And so yeah. that gives you a good idea on how many are going down as well. So, uh, yeah. Uh, we wait to see on step six relegation and exactly who will end up in step seven or wherever it is they end up next season. Right. Any more we would need to round up before we look ahead to uh, the weekend's fixtures? Uh, Abby, you always want to throw a couple of uh, shout outs on the women's side at this point. Um, Nothing from the weekend, no, because 
Reading were the only team in action in Berkshire, so I'm all good. But we probably should discuss the fact that Tom and I went to go and watch uh, Finch play Burfield on Saturday. That is a very good topic. So uh, <laughs> top of the table clash, uh, not quite a title decider, but uh, um, a very uh, big game in the idea of uh, where the title's going to end up in the Thames Valley uh, Premier League this season. Uh, yeah. Finch eventually coming out on top um, over their uh, local rivals. Yes. Uh, how was the game, guys? I don't think it was an eventually either. It was very much from the first whistle yeah. um, that mm-hmm. Finch were on top. Yeah, I think, I don't know, I think maybe we cursed it a little bit, <laughs> giving it so much hype on last week's podcast. And then, yeah, as Tom has, has uh, done in this week's talking points, it just fell a little bit flat in terms it of did, being a hype decider. I, I don't I, I have I really don't know what happened. It just fin, Finch were just that good, that yeah. purely and simply they like. And I, I've watched Burfield quite a few times, given they play at the end of my road. And I've in, in I think in two seasons I've not seen them nullified like that in such a way um, as they were. Finch just got it all right on the night or the day, as it were. Um, I think I, I did talk to to our voice of reason, Steve Gab, about this a little bit. It did, and it it is. I want to prefix this with an with absolutely. It is not a criticism of the of, of Finch in the slightest. Um, the game needed to be played, and it needed to be played on a football pitch. And Steve always says this level of football is for the players. But it did seem a shame, given there was a decent crowd, that it was played on a pitch that had a really high fence around it. It, it, it was, it was a shame. I, I, I am sure there will probably, if if there are people from Finch listening to this, they may well nod in agreement. And it, I, as I say, it is absolutely not a criticism. There are a bunch of other factors to to take into account as to why this game was played there, not least the cricket season started and obviously Finch share part of their pitch with a with a cricket team. Uh, I believe this game has been postponed at least twice this from earlier in the season. So that plays into account and and ultimately these games these games have to be played. Um so it it is but it, it as I say as a as a spectacle as we hyped it up last week um as the spectacle we thought it might have been um it it did seem a shame that that it it was played there but you know but as as i say the game the game was played it, i don't think it impacted the result finch were just on it and they were they were really really good mm. yeah yeah the title isn't quite decided as we uh, no. played out last week um so if uh, Finch win, uh, if Burfield win all their games, uh, all their remaining games, then uh, they'd still, I think, beat uh, Finch to the title by. Oh, actually, no, that's not true. No, what I'm not sure. About. No, uh, sorry, Finch had stood a one point behind with a game in hand. So, yes. uh, so it's all all still to play for. And uh, Finch Hampstead's game tonight at Wargrave has been postponed. Yes, unfortunately. as was Burfield's on Monday at home to Marlow United. So I'm not quite sure what's going on there. But both those games have been postponed. Um, mm-hmm. You you would presume this late in the season. Um, certainly, the Burfield one was postponed because Marlow weren't able to raise a side. I presume, but I don't know that Wargrave weren't able to raise a side. Um, I, I, as I say, I don't know. Um, but yeah, so you would presume those points will be awarded this late in the season. So it will come down to Burfield winning their last game. And 
on this yeah the season's due to finish on the 7th of yes. may so or the last series of fixtures are there uh Fitch have said have a game this weekend they're um playing at marlow united um and as you say those two uh uh postponed results we don't yet to hear exactly what's going to happen with them but if the uh, signs then yeah like you say it will come down to the final game of the season which is the 7th of um, May Burfield are at home to Richens Park and uh, Finch Hampstead are away at Raysbury yes so that could well um, in fact whatever happens that will um, be the uh, the final sort of title decider so another one where fans are trying to find updates on Twitter or However, other means of what's exactly going on at the other game. <laughs> do you think they'll do media blackout like Hollyport did? <laughs> I loved yeah. that. I thought that was amazing. Brilliant. Go if you want to know what I'm talking about. Go and read this week's Talking Points article on the website. I will allude Very to nothing else. Good plug there. Very good. Okay. So Can I mention start... one more thing from Talking Points quickly before we move on to the looking ahead? You can. Um, just a congratulations to Amy Claypole. So she is a Chelsea player, but she she's a Bratnell girl, and um, she won the FA Cup with Chelsea's under 16s this weekend. So and she scored twice in that game, I think, as well. So congratulations! Yeah, she did to her. both good. The second goal was really good. Yeah, so she's she's not doing too shabby for herself, really. So yeah, congratulations to Amy. Very good indeed, and congratulations from everyone at Football in Berkshire. Why not? <laughs> Brilliant. Um, we've mentioned a lot of the uh, league games that are left remaining um, going ahead. There are a couple of cup games that we have uh, to look forward to this weekend. Red Egg City are at home to Cobham in the Southern Combination Cup. I believe that's the quarterfinal stage. It still is. A, a bit to play for for Reading City there. And um, if anyone wants to see some late season football and get a, maybe a bit of a, um, uh, a see a bit of a cup run then you can um, go down to the, the Rivermore and uh, see the teams play there. There's still a lot of games to play in the Combined Counties Div 1. I think we've mentioned most of the um, the ones that are sort of vital to uh, our Berkshire sides, although we do have a couple of others uh, out there. Aldermaston are at British Airways this weekend and Woodley are at Cove. Uh, on Thursday night, uh, Sandhurst are travelling to Jersey to play uh, Jersey Bulls in the uh, Div 1 Cup, or rather playing the Jersey Bulls under-23 side. So a nice short Thursday evening trip for them on their uh, their Cup game. And uh, next week, we'll be looking at, you can look ahead to Charvey uh, against British Airways and uh, Barks County playing at Guildford City under-23 developments. I think uh, both of those are also in the... Um, Div 1 Challenge Cup. So still quite a lot of football to be played over the next uh, couple of weeks. Any of those fixtures um, uh, catch your eye, Tom? Anyone you fancy for those cup competitions? Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. Um, I, was looking at the, I was looking at the Southern Combination Cup um, and yeah. Reading City have got a good chance. We've got Ashford Town Middlesex in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that was Woodley are in there as well, aren't they? They no, sorry, uh, which Woodley are in the Division One, the the Combined Counties yes. League Div One that competition. Recordings, the one that's got like Combined Counties League words. Division One Cup. Yeah, yes. um, I want to go and find out a bit because esoteric recordings must be related to Cherry Red Records. I really want to go and find a bit more out about their interest in football um, <laughs> at some point. That, that's on my to-do list over the summer. Um, 
but yeah, uh, Woodley are in there. Um, so that Woodley have been on a good run, really. Yeah. And, I, and I think so. I think I think I'd keep an eye out for them, as you say. Charvy have got bigger fish to fry at the moment, um, but we shall we shall see. Um, yeah. Uh, there's a really good opportunity just to see some, like you said before, Rob. There's some re- a really good opportunity to see some late season cup action. Yeah, which is exciting. I think so, you are. I think what you asked me though was um, was who uh, you fancy for one of these? Who cups? do I fancy? <laughs> yes, exactly. You had to pick um, a uh, Berkshire side for one of these cups. Which oh, one do you think would uh, you back? I think. Reading City being able to focus just on the one game as it comes, I think, would be a very safe bet. Mm-hmm. In my expert, I'm going to go with expert opinion. Yeah, <laughs> why not? Um, yeah, well, you know, there's, the other thing we haven't necessarily covered is there's a there's all the Thames Valley Premier League cups as well, yes. um, which are which will come up um, the Berkshire Trophy Centre Cup and the various spin-offs of which there are a few so um, those are all coming up as well um, have we mentioned Ascot v Reading no. in the county Cup Ascot v Reading Ascot United, Ascot United yes. versus Reading FC in the, in the county Cup at Slough that, that's, um, uh, that's on the uh, following weekend though uh, yeah. So, yeah. oh of course it is Yes, that's, sorry yeah, I've got my weekends mixed up <laughs> So it's um, not this weekend. Yeah. The following weekend, like you say, big game to yeah. finish the uh, uh, finish Ascot season is uh, like you say, Reading against Ascot in the County Cup final, and uh, yeah, at Arbor Park there. So make sure you get down to that one. Uh, yep. So would you say uh, Ascot are uh, uh, one of the sides you pick to have a good chance of uh, winning? I mean, it would be a, a big giant killing effort if they did win that. I. Um, think they that is that is a hill to climb yeah i don't think it's as big a hill as you think it is having watched reading play against mk dons as well i think ascot have got a little outside chance there i think you reckon yeah and they'll i think they'll probably they'll probably want it more than reading won't they come down to who wants it more (laughs) that's what we're saying that's what football's about who wants it it's a very Sunday League shout. They don't want it. That's a very Sunday League shout, Abby. That is absolutely not coming out of my mouth. One hundred percent. They don't want it. She don't want it. <laughs> um, just on a on a on a website admin, I'm absolutely certain I wrote about the esoteric recordings Division One Cup, but it is not in the article. <laughs> That's why I'm, I can't see it. It's underneath the WSL one. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> we wrote this it. together yesterday, Tom. We cobbled this it. together. I literally got this. This is really dull. Uh, really dull for our <laughs> we're, doing, we're, we're getting too far into admin chat again on this podcast. We did this last week. We've got to get away yeah. from it. Yes, we do. We do. <laughs> there's, it's a different there's, podcast. <laughs> there's, there's things called on-air conversations and off-air conversations. <laughs> and I think we're bordering into the latter. I'm looking at completely the wrong article. <laughs> well, that'd be why you can't see it. So. There's always a reason. My, oh my. <laughs> anyway, one team I think will do well is uh, Barks County in the in that cup. They've been a good success in the cups already this season and a game away at Guildford City under 23 development on uh, Wednesday the 4th uh, next week is uh, their next match. So good luck to them and good luck to all the Berkshire sites. Brilliant. 
Right. Uh, do we have anything else to discuss before we uh, wrap this up? Um, just that there is two games on offer this weekend, if you would like to watch some women's football. Uh, Reading are playing against Leicester, but that is away at Leicester. So, I don't know. It's a little, a little bit of a travel to get to, isn't it, really? Um... Thursday night. Yeah. Uh, well, no, it's on I'm Sunday. Doing... It's on Sunday. Yeah, I'm going to Leicester on a Thursday night, is what I meant. You, yeah. Well, yeah, you are, that's <laughs> true. But I feel like... No, no, do you know what? I'm not even going to say it. Uh, um, <laughs> but if you'd like to watch some Berkshire football at home, Raysbury are the final, I've got the final game of the Thames Valley left to play and they are playing against Easington Sports. So if you'd like to take a wander down to Raysbury on Sunday afternoon, that would be a good game. Raysbury and Norwich Village. I it don't is. know, I've never been. It is. I went there for one of the uh, Thames Valley Premier Games uh, at the end of last season. Uh, yeah, yes, nice it's a nice pitch. little setup there. Yep. Proper, proper, proper village green that as well. Oh, Although their pitch is pubs. like a desert. Yeah. So, <laughs> having played pretty... on it in August as well, like horrendous. Yeah, it did seem pretty dusty and dry. But it, it's you know it's sort of not far from the river, or there's a reservoir or something out the back of there, isn't there? Yeah. And, uh, like... They've also got a cricket pitch across the way, so you know, mm. if the it's football's not taking your fancy, I'm sure the uh, there'll be some cricket on yeah. to. Uh, uh, yeah, to uh, distract you from there. Indeed. Brilliant. Um, anything else we need to talk about then? Maybe a plug for perhaps an awards night that might be coming up or something <laughs> like that. Oh, I feel like I plugged it enough, really. It sells itself. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> if you're that confident, then we that can is, skip wow, over. Yeah. That was borderline arrogant there, Tom. <laughs> well, you know, what I would like to say is um, would anyone please bid for my Thatch and Pound shirt? <laughs> Oh, I have. Dear. I've put my bid in yes, for it. Yes, you have. You have. Even even Steve Gab bless him as as bid. <laughs> Maybe I'll put a second one in. Oh dear. Um, I'm trying to raise some money for the club, and it is. Uh... Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Any Thatcham Town fans, get online and bid for their shirt. You could win it for as little as a pound. So um, yes, plus to... plus admin fee. £3.57. £3.57. <laughs> but still, a shirt for that cheap a is, is a bargain. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Good stuff. All right. And so, you wrapped up everything you want to? There's nothing else you want to talk about now. Keep no, adding fine. things on to the end. Good. I'll my rant okay. of the day. It's fine. Get your rant. Got everything off your chest and we've plugged everything we need to plug. Brilliant. <laughs> so that's probably about everything we need to do. But we'll be back next week to cover all the games we've spoken about today and uh, and look ahead to the f- a few remaining fixtures as the uh, season draws to a close. Until then, you can check us out on uh, www.footballandbarkshire.co.uk or go to all our social medias on Twitter, Facebook and even Instagram. And uh, But until then, it's uh, goodbye from Tom. Bye. Goodbye from Abby. See ya. It's goodbye from me. Cheers, everyone. This episode of Berkshire Football Stories was hosted by Rob Davis and featured Tom Canning and Abby Tyshurst. It was cobbled together by Tom Canning. 
Our intro music is called Space Camp from the album Everyday Adventures by Reading's very own Rocket Kings, which you can find on Spotify and all good music albums. You can find Football Impulsion on Twitter, Facebook, and www.footballimpulsion.co.uk. Creative Lifestyle Planning is proud to sponsor the award-winning Berkshire Football Stories podcast from Football in Berkshire. Creative Lifestyle Planning is a woking and based independent financial planning business who provide affordable, transparent financial planning for clients from all walks of life. Maybe you're saving for a property, planning for retirement or would just like to save some money in a tax-efficient manner. Drop them a line on 0330 that's 0330 for a free initial consultation and let them know Football in Berkshire sent you.